August Falcha Arash to the Crazy House Prices podcast with me, Kieran McQueen. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode and all the really good feedback. Somehow managed to get up to number 11 in Spotify uh, charts for Ireland. I'm hoping to get into the top 10 after this one. So in today's podcast, I'm going to chat to you about our retrofit costs for our house. Um, give you some figures because I know you're all really interested in that. And then towards the end, then I will give you my thoughts on this new uh, first home shared equity scheme thing because a lot of you have been asking me on my thoughts on that and I won't bore you any further. So let's get straight into it. So let's talk about our retrofit. So basically we have a hundred year old uh, house. It is semi-detached. That means it has three external walls. That's important because a lot of the grants are dependent on how many external walls you have, whether you're terraced, semi-detached or detached. Um, And if like me, you weren't really sure as to what all this kind of stuff means. An external wall is essentially a wall where on the other side is is the outside. So on a semi-detached, we have three external walls because the other wall is shared with your neighbor. So on the other side of that is in your neighbor's house. So another way of thinking of it is any walls that have windows, they're all external walls. So that's important because when it comes to insulation and stuff. So I got a load of questions in on this. So I'm just going to answer them kind of as I talk about what we did. But I'm going to give you the prices, uh, updated prices for July um, in terms of what everything costs and what the grants are, because these things kind of change quite a lot. The grants have recently changed. Also, obviously, prices uh, have changed as well. They're going up. Um, I'll talk about a few issues with the retrofit scheme with the SEAI and um, and basically how we paid for it all. So it took us, I think we started, well, I started ripping out the house around October and we should hopefully be moving in next Friday. So it took us a fairly long time. That wasn't because of the retrofit company. That was just because we were kind of project managing a lot of it ourselves. And um, these things take time and we didn't have a whole lot of money to just pay for everything up front. So um, it took quite a while really, but I think how long it takes will depend on how much money you have essentially. So a few talking points on this is going to be uh, the price of everything and can you do a DIY. So basically you can't DIY this if you're looking to get SEAI grants because you have to use an SEAI registered tradesperson. So you can't DIY it. That's not to say that if you were fairly handy, you couldn't do it yourself for cheap or anyway. Um, but you just won't be able to get the grants because it has to be done by somebody who's registered with the SEAI. Now, to be fair, for the work we did, I wouldn't be confident doing a lot of it myself. Um, or any of it maybe the attic you might be able to do yourself but if you're a lot handier than me you might be able to do some of the insulation but um, I would I would advise against it to be honest unless you're fairly handy um, we used a one-stop shop they're called EnviroBead and Ferga looked after it all for us uh, the difference between using a one-stop shop and getting individual grants is there are kind of extra grants if you use a one-stop shop for example you get a bonus for reaching a B2 a grant uh, with a heat pump a grant of around two grand the one-stop shops will only do it with a heat pump so you can't get a combi boiler or any of that kind of stuff and the other difference with the one-stop shops and doing indi- individual grants is if you use a one-stop shop you don't pay for it all up front and then wait for the grant money to come in whereas as you do with individual grants so let's say you just wanted to get solar panels you have to pay for them all up front and then you have to apply for the grant so the difference with the one-stop shop is you kind of pay them a bit at the start a bit at the middle and a bit at the end and it just makes it a little bit easier and then they also project manage it for you uh so it is extremely expensive uh i will talk at the end about you know some of my issues with the seoi stuff um 
I think it's a great idea. I just think, you know, it's poorly executed at the moment with the way everything costs so much money. Um, so other things like people ask me were about payback and solar and what have you. So basically, I'll run through the cost now of what we did, right? So our heat pump, you're looking at around 13 to 14 and a half grand for a heat pump. And you get a six and a half thousand euro grant on that. For radiators, you're looking at around 3,000 euro for six to seven radiators. And you get a 2,000 euro grant on that. Uh, you can get external insulation or internal insulation. Um, we went for internal insulation because we've red brick on the outside and plus external was, was crazy money. Um, but to, we have about 100 square meters of wall to insulate and that was um, 18,000 euro and you only get a 3,500 euro grant on that. So the insulation is massive. Now it makes a huge difference in terms of the heat retention in the house, but it's huge, huge money. You can um, you can do an external wrap kind of of the house as well. That's around twenty euro a square meter, and the in- internal insulation around eighteen euro a square meter to insulate your attic uh, or our attic. Anyway, it's a thousand euro, but you get um, a one thousand three hundred euro grant on that. So I don't know how that works out, but you make three hundred euro on the attic. The attic makes a massive difference to the heat retention in the house as well because you lose a huge amount of your heat through the attic through the roof and through the walls and through doors um then mechanical ventilation is four to six thousand euro and uh the grant on that is only about i think about 1200 euro i haven't got that one written down if the grant's down for everything else but the vents i couldn't find a grant on that um and then our solar panels for a two kilowatt system was five and a half thousand or a three kilowatt was six and a half thousand. And you only get about a 900 euro grant on that. Um, our windows were 13 and a half thousand and we got a 3000 euro grant on that and 800 euro for each external door. We have two external do- external doors. So that's another 1600 euro grant. And then our bonus for reaching a minimum of a B2 with the heat pump was uh, a 2000 euro grant. So adding all those up for you these are the figures you're going to want to hear um adding all that up it's seventy two thousand eight hundred euro and the grants come in at around twelve thousand six hundred euro so you're looking at an overall cost of sixty thousand and two hundred euro that's not including vat at thirteen and a half percent plus a seven percent uh project management fee as well which there is a grant for as well but it, yeah like it's it's extremely expensive and it's not doable for for most people like we have to get a credit union loan out to pay for it which is absolutely killing me because you're paying six and a half percent i think we're paying six and a half or seven percent on that credit union loan so like it's it's tanking my wages every two weeks so i got the loan with Coralin credit union uh that's the primary school teachers credit union so it comes out of my pay so it comes out of my paycheck so i'm just like basically not getting paid anything every two weeks after we pay the mortgage and the bills and all that but i think the way to look at this is like a lot of people ask about payback on solar um the payback on the solar that when you get an energy uh, you get the energy report and then for the solar a guy came out to kind of you know check out the house and you get a report on that and it gives you the payback period but also energy prices are going up and up so your payback period will be less um on the solar but you also need to take into account let's say you're getting a loan out for this but you're also going to save money if you switch to a green rate mortgage and you're going to save money on the running costs of the house but to be honest most of the stuff we did we didn't really do with kind of money in mind we did it more so with you know a more 
ethical and sustainable decision and to try and use less less and like so we've no gas in the house at all so it was more just an environmental thing for a lot of it um and just doing it now while we while we could because we didn't have to live in the house that's another question that got sent in like could you do it while living in the house we wouldn't have been able to anyway maybe you could but i mean it would be really tough to do a, a complete gut of a, of a house and and living at the same time we're lucky that we could we can live in melissa's parents house so um we didn't go for radiators or sorry we didn't go for underfloor heating uh, we went for radiators um underfloor we would have loved underfloor heating but we would have had to underpin the house which is another kind of 10 grand which i obviously don't have so um we did not for underfloor heating we just went with radiators that like you don't lose much heat through the floor it's the least of your worries really so if you want underfloor heating go by all means go ahead and get it but i don't know if it's worth it in terms of you know looking at grants or whatever or looking at heat retention it's just nice to have and then also it means you've no radiators on the walls so you've a bit more uh to to play with when it comes to furniture and stuff you don't have to worry about where radiators are um the main question we got in was like is it worth it <laughs> um for the money it costs probably is like do you know what i mean like we went from an f rating up to an a3 and if that's costing sixty thousand plus fat so let's say that's costing around 70 grand like does it add 70 grand in value to the house like i would argue it does i don't know we have to get the house revalued for the mortgage so we'll find out then but like it's essentially we essentially now have a brand new house that has a heat pump and solar panels and all the rest um so it pro- like it probably is worth it in terms of the value of the house now we're not looking to sell or anything we're hoping to be able to live in this house forever so it's more just how much is it going to cost us to run every month and it's better for the environment so i think we'll know a little bit more about how much it costs to run when we're living there properly but uh, for the moment i don't really know but i think it's worth it because it's better for the environment but anyway um next like is it is it a percentage or is are there set grants so there it used to be with the one-stop shop it used to be a percentage of the overall thing now they are set grants and if you have a look at my heat pumps post on my page or the seai website is really good and that basically gives you the list of all the grants for everything i just listed the ones that we used um next question in was did we go over budget we actually didn't in fact we ended up paying less than the original quote because in the original quote we we had we, we were quoted for pumping the cavities so basically some houses are built with these cavity blocks with a little space in between them and when they say pumping them it's essentially this little thing that you drill a hole in and you pump and they pump in styrofoam in between the blocks and that acts as a, like an insulation barrier it's quite cheap to get done i think it's only a few grand and it makes a big difference so we didn't know that was already done in the house so when we when we when we got our assessment we weren't sure but then i was kind of looking at the walls and you can see where the holes were and then once we started tearing down the back wall we could see all of the beads coming out so i was like oh wait this is already uh, pumped so we saved a few quid on that and we saved money on the ventilation so because our house is so small it's only 90 square meters so because we saved uh, because it's so small we didn't need the heat recovery system or demand controlled vented or whatever it is there's an expensive one we we only had to get a cheap one so basically we just have fancier vents than most houses have they have a little moisture strip and depending on how much heat is in the air they open and close and and all the rest so that's pretty much how that works i don't i'm, I'm not an engineer so i don't know 100 how it all works but it's um 
it's it's handy and then it just means you're not losing loads of air out when you don't need to um we didn't go over budget uh in the whole renovation with the build and with the retrofit we actually stayed within budget we added stuff on as uh as it went uh little bits here and there um so we went over it in that aspect but that was because we chose to so it didn't actually go over budget and that's ma- mainly down to just working really well with fergal of envirobeat and then my builder kev um you'll see him on my instagram he's gormanston woodcraft uh he he's a friend of mine and i've known him since i'm four years of age same with my electrician i've known him since i'm about six or seven so um they're friends of mine and i think that's the main reason why we didn't go over budget is because they didn't try and uh, fleece me basically and um even kev didn't put up his prices as material prices went up and they kind of stayed relatively the same so i'm very fortunate in that aspect that i have friends that did most of the work and uh fergal and environment was good to us as well so we didn't go over budget in that but like i have friends that are doing work at the moment and prices are going through the roof so it just you really just have to have a good kind of relationship with your builder um in terms of ripping out the old system we did a lot of i did a lot of the stripping out of the ceilings and all of that and then kev took out a lot of the old copper so when you're getting a heat pump you will most likely need an entire new heating system because the radiators don't work like old radiators do they actually work off a lower temperature and so chances are you will need a new a whole new heating system so we ripped out all the old copper and you're replaced with kind of more modern stuff and then you can scrap the old copper is worth a lot of money so if you're getting work done don't let the contractors take the copper away they will try and take the copper away but don't let them do it because it's worth a fortune like we i think we got about 350 400 euro in the scrap place uh, at harold's cross bridge for the copper and had we driven 20 minutes outside of the city we'd have gotten even more but we just weren't arsed so um don't let them take the copper away there's a little tip for you um so basically you kind of need to when it comes to factoring in in the house hunting so like ours is you're looking at around 70 grand and ours is 90 square meters so it's it's it worked out in around seven euro a square meter uh, or 700 euro a square meter just for the retrofit and then you've the renovation on top of that as well so i mean when you're shopping around for a house and you think it needs to be entirely completely gutted and redone like you really need to be factoring in probably in and around 1,500 to 2,000 euro a square meter um, to to basically bring it up to an A-rated house. And I do think you can probably bring pretty much any house up to an A-rated house. If Look, if our house can do it, I'd say any house can't. So that's the kind of, that's a lot of money, you know. So you need to factor that in when you're house hunting or whatever, if you can afford it, basically. Um, and then in terms of to achieve the grants, if you're going for individual grants, you don't need to achieve any specific B or rating. But as I said, individual grants, you pay up front and then you do it yourself and you have to use an SEAI registered uh, contractor. But if you're using a one-stop shop, you need to hit at least a B2 to get uh, to get the grants and you get an extra two grand grant when you do that as well. Um, and then someone else asked, did we go for a combi or a heat pump? Um, and did we ever consider not using a heat pump? Yeah, like we considered using a combi boiler and then, but then the one-stop shop only works with with a heat pump they don't install combi boilers and then also it's just more so thinking of future in terms of future proofing the house do i want do i want to put a combi boiler in now and then be redundant in 10 years and everybody's moving towards heat pumps so figured it was just a good idea to go the whole hog and put the heat pump in now rather than try and replace it so that's kind of what we did again our house is only 90 91 square meters i think and you're looking at 
60,000 pretty much plus VAT uh, on top of that. So that's just for the, the retrofit stuff, not including all the build work that we did. Um, so it is, it's a huge amount of money. In terms of DIY, so let's say you just want to increase the energy rating of your house. You probably could DIY some things like the attic. I think most people would be able to handle that. So basically put in 300 mil of insulation. So I, I've i never done it before, um, but I watched when the, when the lads did it. And you basically, you fill in between the rafters with one layer of 150 mil going, like going the way of the rafters. And then you put another layer on top of that perpendicular to it of 150 mil so it ends up being 300 mil there's a bit of cutting involved it's messy it's it's warm up there it's hot it's hard work like i mean it is doable it's not massively um like it's not a huge job and depending on how big your attic is you probably could do it yourself um another thing you, if you're fairly handy you might be able to do would be the internal wall insulation you could probably like so we used i think it was 65 mil boards so it's basically like 10 mils of plasterboard and then 65 mils of insulation behind it. Um, and then on the back wall, we used 100 mil just because of we have a, a, um, a steel pole there. So it's just to keep the back wall level. So the back wall is even more insulated. But I mean, you could probably do that yourself. It basically it basically just goes onto your existing wall. You don't even really need to do much to the wall. So it, it makes it really handy in, in terms of uh, it's cheaper than to skim, to skim the wall because they're working off a lovely flat surface rather than having to fix what was there beforehand and uh, wallpaper and what have you. Now, like if you're fairly handy, you could probably do that yourself. But the main thing is if you just want to improve the energy rating of your house yourself and you're not worried about grants, well then you need to keep the spec sheet. So keep your receipts and keep the spec sheet of what you use because you'll need to show that to the BE or assessor to say, look, this is what we have on the walls. This is what we put in the attic. Um, so you need to keep the, the spec sheet and the U values and all of that to show them. Otherwise, the BE or assessor will go in and they'll just go off standard um standard kind of specs and you may not get as high as you should in terms of your your energy rating so i guess if you want to use the grants you have to use seai people if you want to diy it you won't get any grants but like it might be a lot cheaper than than using someone who's seai registered so i guess the takeaway is it's extremely expensive um i believe the government should be providing zero percent loans on this so imagine if you were able to spread that 60 grand out over 15 years at zero percent it then becomes really affordable for people because you might be paying say 350 400 euro a month but you may be saving half of that if not more on running costs of the house plus a cheaper mortgage rate because you can now get an A rating. So if the government are really serious about this, that's what they should be putting money into. Not this silly first home scale. I'll look, I'll talk about that later on. But it's like, that's where they like could be putting money in. And then it's not even costing anything because they get that money back just at 0%. As I said, our quote was actually more expensive than what we paid in the, in the end because there were, there were a couple of things done to the house that we weren't sure of in terms of the beads and then are the pumped cavities. And then we didn't need the fancier ventilation system. We just needed a standard one. But yeah, like you're looking as i said around 60 grand plus vat for the rest of it now a lot of you have been messaging me asking me about my thoughts on this new first home uh incentive or the shared equity scheme that the government announced the other day now look i am you're probably all fed up as well i am more fed up than anybody of just being so negative about everything to do with the housing market it's really tough like i i'm not generally a negative person i'm usually quite positive but i just i really wish i could be more positive about these things but i just can't it's 
just a terrible idea i think and that's not just my opinion i mean the esri and all the like expert economists said this is not a good idea this will drive prices up basically it's 400 million i know they're putting in so that like it's small in the grand scheme of the total housing market and the billions that it is every year so it's not a huge thing so i don't think it's going to have a massive impact in terms it's not going to drive up the price of everything but and it will help a few people but what it will do is it will give that for it's only available for first-time buyers and it's only available on new homes so what that's going to do is going to basically increase the debt burden of that first-time buyer i know the interest rates are low after five years and what have you but it's still extra money that they have to pay back um and it's only on new builds so like what do you think is going to happen so there are price caps in place for the for the the scheme so let's say i think it's five hundred thousand for a new build in dublin city first of all find me a new build house in dublin city for 500 grand they don't exist but second of all do you not think in areas where this is where they have these price caps let's say there's one for 350 grand and the builder has that the developer has that house up for sale for 320 grand yesterday this scheme is announced what do you think is going to happen that house is now going to be 350 grand they're going to add that 30 grand on because they know people can now get the money off the government to pay for it so like that has already happened somebody sent me a message yesterday where uh there was new houses being advertised and the price is now taken down and it's changed to poa which is like price on application basically saying how much how much have you got um so they're just going to put the prices up the developer that's what they do like this is essentially another transfer of taxpayers money into developers it's not going to stimulate any more house building um it's a demand side scheme and i say this all i'm like a broken record but we need supply side schemes not demand side schemes but it's also showing that first-time buyers it's again it's only for first-time buyers it's only for new builds. so if you're a second-time buyer if you've been through a divorce if you've owned a property elsewhere if you're trying to move back home to ireland this is no good for you if like if you can even find a new build so i again i don't think they should be putting incentives on demand side i don't think they should be putting incentives on second-hand houses either because it will just drive the prices up of them as well but it's just i guess a box to can exercise but it's showing you that first-time buyers need now not just one but two government grant schemes to try and buy a home like that is a huge problem that you need the help to buy scheme and now this first home shared equity scheme just to buy a house like that's crazy it's a such a waste of money it's just literally transferring money straight to developers who are wealthy enough as it is they don't need any more money and it's just i just don't think it's a good idea again i wish i could be more positive but i do think it's just a box ticking exercise i think that 400 million could be much better spent um as i said earlier the retrofit scheme so let's say pump, pump some money into that pump money into give people zero percent loans so they can they can fix up their houses um and get them up to a more energy efficient house like you could use that fund to cpo properties and beat it and let the government be the developer themselves so i put a tweet up yesterday about these houses on all these big big buildings on Angel Street and Killian Woods like literally I woke up then this morning and Killian Woods had done a whole research thing on it uh, so it turns out they're owned by this like multi multi million millionaire uh, not millionaire but multi multi million euro uh, UK company investment company property investors who own it they bought it for 600 grand and it's just left sitting there to be derelict so maybe this is a bit too radical but like wouldn't it be great if the government could say okay right these are foreign foreign investment owners they're not really contributing anything they got planning they didn't do anything with it so let's cpo it and um take it off them give them either give them what they paid for it so 600 grand plus vat is all they paid for it. so give them that and then pump some money into turning them into homes and whether that's social housing or i think a good idea could be for the government to become the developer and actually build homes at cost 
plus a little bit of profit. So let's say they, because if like developers don't actually build anything, they don't put a shovel in the ground, they hire out contractors and that's what the government can do as well. And then say retrofit all those old buildings on Angel Street, put them, turn them into homes and sell them. And because you could, you could sell them up front. So there'd be no capital requirement really from the government because people will buy them off plans um, and add in a five or 10% profit and then put that money and that profit into the next scheme and into the next scheme and like I don't know maybe that's too simple maybe it's too radical to me it makes a massive amount of sense because people are desperate for homes people will buy homes off plans especially if they know they're government built like there's a reason why all the ex-council houses are some of the most demand in demand in Dublin because they're really well built even though they're some of them are 150 70 years old they're really well built they're made of bricks rather than rather than plasterboard and wood and like that that's why they're the value has gone up in them so much because they're well built people like you know you can they have a good opinion of council built homes like they're usually really well built so I don't understand why the government can't do that maybe it's a bit too simple or whatever I don't know but anyway they are my thoughts on the first home scheme or a shared equity scheme or whatever it's called Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. As always, huge thank you to my patrons. Um, if you head over to patreon.com forward slash crazy house prices, there is loads of content over there, extra podcasts, podcasts with experts. Um, I do Q and A's over there, lots of stuff, but it's also just a way to support the page and support this podcast and keep it all going. So patreon.com forward slash crazy house prices. And as always, massive thank you to my patrons. Without you guys, I wouldn't have been able to keep this thing going as long as I have so really appreciate it and thank you all for listening and have a great week